the governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a hawkeye. Two feeble minds, the plot discussion. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the pod of Rosedale, the bronze pig full of hot takes. Eric, do the Hawkeyes really want to hurt me? Oh, man. Sad folks in Iowa land. Remember that play that the guy's face that they showed? I think it was after that long first long touchdown. And they just they held on him. The camera held on him for like a good 30 seconds. And he was so sad. That's how everybody was feeling it where I was when we watched it. Well, I, that first touchdown, they that was it. That was the game. All Michigan needed was that first one. That was enough. Well, I, I actually disagree with that. Because the game was totally winnable uh, up until, you know, kind of the fourth quarter where it fell apart. But uh, Iowa d- misses the field goal, doesn't get any points, and then settles for a field goal after the turnover. Like, it could have been totally, it could have been 10-7 Iowa at that point. So I don't think it was o- over after that. I-, I disagree with that. But Mathematically, it was. So they had the opening, was it a three and out for Michigan? Iowa has a great drive. The backup running back tries to throw a touchdown pass to the fullback, which is one of the only cool plays that they did. I, yeah, awesome preparation by Ferentz. If it would have worked, it would have been great. And, yeah, the game would have been different if they had scored a touchdown there, sure. But by the time Michigan scored the touchdown the next drive, it was 7 to nothing. Yeah, on the same play, right? Or was that the second touchdown? Where the, the did, Is that Harbaugh just sticking into Ferentz where he ran the court the – Running back toss, and he... That, was the, that was the second touchdown. Okay. No, I mean, I think they probably dug up some old film from 2019. But outside was, those two plays, Michigan did nothing on offense. For the first half, but it, it doesn't yeah. matter. It, it, literally, if Michigan had only scored seven points, Iowa got that wow. another field goal, and let's say instead of going for it in the fourth in the third quarter with Padilla, they kick another full, a seven to six. Yeah, it would have felt different. But then at 14 nothing, it's... It feels like it's impossible against an elite well, the, defense. Well, I mean, the wheels fell off after that. I mean, they won, Michigan won forty-two to three, so it, was, it wasn't really a close game. No, it wasn't. My point is, if they didn't score any additional points, it wouldn't matter. I, if Michigan only scores fourteen points, I, I don't think well, Iowa was going yeah. to score another eleven points. That I, I don't know what your evidence to support that I would ever be able to do that against an elite defense, like score eleven points on their own. Michigan didn't turn the ball over. There was no concessions made at all at special teams. I mean, they, it was. I was super impressed with Michigan special teams. Frankly, I mean, they they were better than Iowa's. It, it was shocking. They couldn't return punts very well, and uh, the punts were awesome. There was just n- no hidden yardage from special teams. But it didn't matter. The offense wasn't going to do anything outside of that first quarter where they had like a hundred yards or whatever. After they kept doing a bunch of those play action rollout plays, once Michigan figured that that out. That was it. I actually have a question for you. Sure. Um, so Spencer Petrus starts the game, right? Was, sure. was he hurt? Was he hurt again at halftime? Oh, did, did he I, get I, hurt again? He must have got hurt, right? Because I mean, that's the only way you take him on if he was injured. I saw that tweet, and I'm now I'm now putting on the Eric Lane tinfoil hat. I do think, yeah, that's it's just weeks. He off. was never hurt. Like. It, 
Did you hear the pregame when they talked about it? I think he gave a little interview. He kind of changed his language because at first it was this, I couldn't throw against Wisconsin, right? And my shoulder was too hurt or whatever game that was that he was out. Sure. And then there he said, I couldn't throw the way I wanted to. So he changed his little language a little bit. He was never hurt. I'm 100% convinced of that. And again, it's like there's no way that even if it's true, it it's really a blight on Kirk. It doesn't make sense. So... When did he get hurt? He didn't get hurt on the series before when he got taken out because Petra started the second half. It wasn't like he went into halftime and he's like, oh, I can't go. Like, that didn't happen. Petra went back out there. Yeah, he just had one terrible driver. He's throwing the dirt and then he took him out. Yeah, and then he, then he put Padilla in and then instead of so, – so if Petras was hurt, he would have been hurt in the first half. Correct. Again. And, you and why, why send him out. back out there if he's hurt? Yeah. Correct. Well, like, that doesn't help you. Like, let's concede the point that he – got hurt earlier. Like, yeah, he took a really big shot in the second quarter, I think it was. He didn't take him out after that. And even if somebody looked at him, he didn't miss any any plays after that until some crappy drive or the first horrible open drive. Yeah, no, it it's weak. He, he's just desperate to save face, and he just can't say Padilla gave us a better shot to win. He just can't utter those words. Uh, or he can't even say uh, when Petrus went in against Nebraska, you know, he said, Thought Peaches would give us a spark. He didn't even say Padilla would give us a spark. No, I, I saw the comment. I didn't watch the post game presser, but uh, I saw the tweet about he got hurt. Like, yeah, it's a load of crap. Or you're just a really crummy person who let a guy play hurt for a while, and then you're like, oh shoot, I guess I should put a stop to that. Ooh, my bad. Ooh, ooh, but uh, unfortunately, Padilla wasn't the savior. This. This, uh, well, Iowa had no place to run once the play action yeah. rollout stopped. There were there were so for my my estimation here, there were like Iowa had three plays in the game. There was a, a, a one yard or less run. So that was one play that they had in their playbook. They had uh, the Petrus. This was in the first half mostly. They had the Petrus overthrowing a guy who was covered anyway, and then they had the Padilla panicky check down for like two yards at best or in the backfield play. I mean, as great as that Gavin Williams running back throw to fullback dive was conceptually, everything was just a mess on that fourth and three that Padilla had when it was the last meaningful chance for Iowa to make it a game uh, when they were down 21 to three. And if they get a touchdown, I mean, I'm not confident. I'm not super hopeful, but hey, maybe they get a couple breaks. It was just, they sent, it was just terrible. It was a really terrible play. Nothing went well. Everything just got screwed up. The timing was off. It was just mass chaos, and Pity had nowhere to throw it to, and he threw it to Goodson four yards behind the line of scrimmage, where he was promptly tackled. It was, it was just awful. So, yeah, you can say, you can do the chaos theory thing all you want. Like, oh, if this had happened, then the game might have felt different and been close. I mean, you can do all that, but the fact of the matter is, Iowa scored three points. They, they mustered up three points. That's it. If you. Yep. Concede that they kick a field goal instead of uh, score a touchdown instead of going for it on fourth and three in the third quarter. That's six points. I mean, they, they did not tally seven points. They didn't tally fifteen. Does does Michigan's off? I mean, yeah, they again they lost forty two to three. So it's, this is kind of ridiculous to break it down like because it doesn't matter. But if if I would because they missed a field goal like a twenty yard chip shot, right? And then they settle for the field goal on the other play. If it's four, a ten to seven, is that a different game? Does Iowa's defensive play call change? Does Michigan's offensive play call change? Michigan couldn't really run the ball. 
uh, in the first half. No, it, no. I, I mean, maybe it changed stuff. I, but I, again, I don't care. Uh, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's not how. That's not how it went. I'm, not, I'm just not one of those people who's like, well, if this thing would have happened differently, like, yeah, maybe, maybe the game flow would have changed. I don't give a shit any more than. I mean, so what? That's not the game that was played. So, Iowa's defense gave up two. They had, Iowa defense had two bad plays in the first half, but that's it. Right. It doomed Iowa. They were doomed the second they gave up 14 points. Because I just don't see under any any you can. Well, there could have been a pick six, or you know, a little free things could have. The defense free things, but nothing from the offense, right? You can do you can do your. But they won a lot of games that way. They won a lot of games that way. But not against Michigan, and not in the Big Ten game. You can do your Doctor Strange. I'm going to look through all the possibilities, and I just don't think there's any way that this Iowa offense was scoring. They did against Penn State. They somehow pulled that game out. Okay, but. They pulled that game out when the backup quarterback came in. Did it against the Gophers? They had one good play. Yeah, okay, but again, they they didn't fall. Did Iowa ever fall two scores behind the Gophers? No. And, and that's the thing. But they were I mean, a score behind. I mean, they were definitely down. Right, but the second it gets to be two scores is against an elite defense. What's Iowa going to do? You're hoping for fluke plays, and so yeah, for a while, fourteen to three, you can think, hey. Yeah, maybe a pick six, maybe a bunch of another dumb play will happen that Iowa will score on. It's it's lame to have to watch the game and think the only way we're going to score is with a special teams or defensive touchdown. But there was that. But then once it became twenty-one to three, you're like, there's just no way that I was getting three special teams and defensive turnovers sure. to to win the game. Iowa's offense has to do something, and they can't. They literally can't. And the, and the second Iowa has to just pass exclusively, it's done. It's hopeless. I mean. Oh well, yeah, that's are, been a theme the whole season, right? That's that, no, that's not new. Um, is, was Harbaugh running up the score? Yes, absolutely, and I don't care. How did that make you feel? I don't care at all. Anybody whining about it, that's get real. This is like big Ferentz, time college. I'm sure Ferentz didn't like it. I, he Ferentz cannot like it only once. Feel the comp, fire your son, and get a competent offensive coordinator. Who can was he doing that just to ensure that they're in the playoff? Because uh, yeah, I think that's I think a so. reasonable reason to do it. It's like, hey, we got it. I mean, they they were pretty much a lock, but you know, it was still hasn't wasn't a hundred percent decided. So no, yeah, he was definitely like, yeah, I need to pad the stats to make sure there's no doubt about us getting a college football spot. Like, we've got to go for as much style points as possible. We need the score to be as gaudy as possible. But there was that talk was- that they wouldn't do. Alabama Georgia again, so then you know, of course, Alabama wins, so Georgia drops, so that, so they don't have a rematch in the first week. So then Michigan doesn't want to play Alabama right right uh, right away. So I guess to ensure that you're number two at that point, it does it did make a little sense. Is all I'm saying. Like it, it was a douchey thing, and Harbaugh seems like a big douche, but I, there was a reason for it. I guess I I kind of understood why. Well, I agree, it's, there's reason for it, but I don't care if there wasn't. If he's just like I'm a douche and I'm going to run up the score, but you're Stop them. Iowa couldn't even score a garbage time touchdown. Like, they had a, basically a quarter of garbage time. And then Iowa couldn't make it happen. But stop this. I mean, up to a point, uh, if, up to maybe like high school, the running up the score is a thing that, that matters and is genuinely a lame thing to do. But this is like big-time college athletics. This is a billion, I don't know how much money this industry makes. It's ludicrous. Just stop them if you don't like it. If you can't, boo-hoo. And I promise you, I won't ever care about anybody running up the score in Iowa, and I'm not going to hear your complaints about Iowa in the very rare times running up the score on you, although Ferentz doesn't usually do that. If he does, whatever. 
I don't care. And it's not well, maybe, maybe the timeouts, take the pig. What about that bullshit? I don't care. That's fine. PJ was trying to score a garbage time touchdown to save face, and Iowa was trying to stop him. We just called timeouts, and there's this pettiness. That's fine. Oh, that's, I don't. That's care. okay. All right. I didn't care. I'm, I'm saying it's okay in all situations. You're, okay. Is that? Or, or what are when, you talking PJ, about? When PJ's running up the score on your your Hawkeyes, we'll see. I promise you, I won't be. When upset. Tanner Morgan's thrown for his fifth touchdown against this Iowa team next year, we'll see. We'll see what you say. I, I promise you, I will. You will never hear me say that's just so lame. It's so classless to run up. The, what are we a Mac team? Are we a somebody that's getting paid like a million dollars to show up and get slaughtered? No, we're competing for a championship game, and we got embarrassed. Stop them if you don't like it. No, I promise you, you will never hear me whine about Iowa okay. running up the score. You will never, ever hear me. You'll hear me complain about how terrible Iowa is or bad coaching decisions or general ineptitude in one particular phase of the game, which has manifested itself for a decade at least. But you're not going to hear me say, that's just so lame. I don't care. At that point, what does it matter? Iowa lost – if Iowa loses – Thirty-five to three or twenty-eight to three. Am I like? Do I feel better? Do, do I feel better about Jim Harbaugh as a person? No, he's still kind of a douche, as you said. I don't care. I care that Iowa couldn't stop him, or that Iowa couldn't even score ten points. So no, I, I don't care. If, the, if that was supposed to get me riled up, it, it didn't work. I don't care. Uh, I mean, well, how about this? So your Hawkeyes are now playing in the Citrus Bowl. Um. Our successful season, yeah, for oh, the yeah. Hawkeyes. You're not. You I don't mean, leave this. You seem angry about how it turned out. Obviously, they got blown out in the Big Ten title, but overall, has it been a successful season? Oh, it's been better. I mean, we, you know, we, we going back to our early season predictions. It was better than I thought um, I would do. But Citrus Bowl is. Yeah, we went back and listened to. So if you, if you want to go back, I recommend go back and listen to all <laughs> our previous episodes. Really get through the catalog if if you yeah. haven't. If you haven't heard them all, go listen once, twice, three times. Download them. Once, um, twice, three times. The, the more you listen to it, it's rewarding on on re-listen. But and sometimes yeah, you want to listen to them backwards. Um, <laughs> yeah. Slow motion. Yeah. Slow it down a little bit. You might need uh, to listen to it drunk. You might need to listen to it stoned, <laughs> and then it'll really pop. Then you'll really, really grasp yeah, all this. Dark side of the moon on in the background. It really adds a lot. Oh yeah. Listen uh, to the podcast while watching The Wizard of Oz for sure. <laughs> That is the but best way to watch our. We did podcast. so just before we jumped on. We went back and just to compare what our early season predictions were, and like I said, you were you were about a game off. I think you said what nine and three. You thought they were yeah. going to finish. Sure. Yeah. Ended up finishing ten and two. Were the Big Ten West champs? I don't think you predicted that, but no. you were close. No, so, I, I was so happy. So give yourself a round of applause. Well, I'm not giving a round of applause, but uh, no, it's good. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I mean, the only, I mean, this, this is old hat. This is everybody, I mean, this is nothing new. It's it's frustrating that I was doing this with uh, such a bad offense. It's like, man, if they had an offense that approached mediocrity, maybe they would have been in that game. Maybe the season would have shaken out differently. But uh, the Citrus Bowl is great. They haven't been there since 2004. Uh, well, yeah, I guess January 1st, So you actually care about the Citrus, like that means something to you? I would rather that go to the playing Citrus in the Bowl. goddamn Citrus Bowl. I mean, d- d- you asked me if it means something, so there's a difference between I care a lot, I don't care at all, and I care a little bit. I care a little bit that they're going to the Citrus Bowl. I, I don't care a lot. It doesn't matter a ton to me. Well, 
Because the reason I ask is, is I saw the Gophers are playing in uh, just the most meaningless, guaranteed rate bowl. Like, who gives a shit, really? They're playing on the 28th. But I saw there was some, some chatter that people were mad because, I guess, uh, Wisconsin and Purdue got technically a better bowl bid, whatever the hell that means. But I like I don't care. Who cares? I don't care if they went to the Citrus Bowl or the Guarantee. They're all stupid. They're mean. None of these games matter. They're so to you. You just have a four-team college football playoff, and that's it. Nobody yes. else. Nobody else to see the season's done. over. Yes, absolutely. Because these games do not. I mean, the only reason they play them is for money. They mean nothing. They're preseason games. When you're watching your your beloved Ben's a big Seahawks fan, if you didn't know that, but watching your Seahawks. Do you track their preseason record? No, you don't, because it, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, I live and die by the preseason. Like, if I see a backup come in do really well, I start predicting Super Bowl championships. Honestly, I, I hate I hate talking about bowl games that aren't the playoff. Bowl. Well, you got to win this bowl game. or that. They, they mean nothing. They're completely meaningless. And they sh- nobody should watch them. Is my, that's my opinion on it. I hate it. It's all just about making more money for these schools. And the t- TV rights and ad- advertising, they, they mean nothing. They're completely meaningless. <laughs> well, now we're getting into weird existential territory. So the games do mean something during the season because you're deciding who the champion is? Yes. For uh, if, you, if you take it in sort of the, the uh, macro view, it's, it's your conference. It's the, it, you know, who's the champion of your league? Okay, that's that's important, I guess, to a certain extent. I mean, it doesn't. I, you know, we're, if you want to get metaphysical, none of this really matters, right? We're just talking to a microphone. We're floating on a rocket in outer space. None of that, none of it matters. But, but yes, in twenty billion years, whenever the sun explodes, nobody will remember who won right. the football game. Sure, I got you, Eric. But but so the the season, I guess, the Big Ten season does matter to the extent that there's a Big Ten champion and. The, and I like that there is a West and an East champion because I guess that kind of matters to a certain extent that you get a championship and you get a banner and but like like uh, Northwestern has their big old Big Ten West champions banner it's like okay did that really make any difference no not in the grand sense. but it's a banner to hang up and the Gophers would hang it proudly if they ever won one um, but beyond that if you're not in the playoff what does it matter you, it's just completely a, a waste of time. <laughs> okay, well, so uh, just a quick side note here. I, I like saw you the, guys. So, the, what was the Drew Tate Bowl game? Was that the Citrus Bowl? Was that the it one? It was. It was. Yes, it was called the Capital One Bowl at the time, but it was the same bowl. Okay. Yes. And you guys talk about that game like it was, you know, uh, Babe Ruth breaking the all-time home run record or whatever. Hank Aaron. Like n- none of this. None. Of it didn't matter at all. That was a great throw, and they beat LSU, but it didn't make any difference. It was what a meaningless game. game. What could Iowa's fans celebrate? What should we celebrate? Just beating the Gophers every year? Should that be our celebration that we've beaten the Gophers? At least those games mattered. Celebrate the tearing down the goalposts, I guess. I don't know. Like my Iowa aunt, hasn't won. They won a share of the Big Ten Championship in 2004. They have a magnet on their fridge of him catching that pass. It's like it didn't matter. Who cares? Even though that ensured a top ten finish for the Hawkeyes, they shouldn't care. They should just be like, this is dumb. Why are we well, here? Uh, that's the whole What's the, the point the, of life. This bowl game should not affect the rankings. That's that's dumb too. That's completely used. I mean, none of that matters. A lot of these guys don't even play. If they're going to be in the NFL, they just they sit out the bowl games. I mean, that's true. But this is this is where I mean, I kind of agree with you. I guess they are pretty pointless. I, I don't mind watching a game where the stakes are low, but you're actually playing a meaningful opponent 
and two teams are still sort of trying. It doesn't make sense that they're trying, but they yeah, it's, kinda, a, it's a friendly. It's a soccer friendly. Is what and it's, it is. so it's nice to just watch it. And by the by the time January first goes around, I mean I'm after the atrocity of this past Saturday, I'm a little burnt out. But by the time January first comes around, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm looking forward to watching this game. And it's nice to have a low pressure game. I mean, I'm I'm glad the stakes are low. It's it, it doesn't mean anything. It's not like if Iowa wins it, it's like. Some people will say this. This is going to be a springboard into a great season. No, it's not. It's well, has no some connection. of the coaches still have their bowl record as like part of their credentials, and it's like, why? Why are we looking at their bowl record? Well, because this is just like why Mason got fired because he lost a bowl game. It's like, what? Are, what's going on here? Well, because bowl games are really just the, they're the old way of doing things, right? I mean, it used to be there was a bowl game used to actually be a really big deal, right? In the fifties. The only get bowl game in the Big Ten was the Rose Bowl. Right. If you made the Rose Bowl, and sure. you were the best team in the Big Ten playing the it's best. It's like the, the Big Ten championship, you know, I mean, to a certain extent. And it was great. And then they started adding more bowls, and it became less and less of an accomplishment. And, yeah, obviously and then you have the guaranteed rate bowl. In more and more corporate. shit about this. Uh, and it, it really diluted it. And, and for a while, it was the surrogate of deciding the national championship because you needed teams from other conferences to play each other. Somewhat, so it did have some meaning. The fact that it, it mattered in the polls was a big deal. Like that's how champions were decided in the '90s and the '80s. Was like this great team from this one conference would play another great team from another conference, and even though they didn't all play each other and it wasn't a quote-unquote playoff, you decided who played the best, and then whoever was voted number one at the end of the year was the national champion. That's how things used to be done, and that's why we're kind of stuck with the bowl system. But yes, it's antiquated. If they wanted to make it matter and make it more exciting. They should change the threshold to you have to win eight games or nine games or make it more significant to where you go on. It really feels special. But all you have to do is finish six and six and you go to a bowl, which makes it dumb. It makes it just not very, very exciting. But, hey, your Gophers are playing West Virginia. I mean, a Big 12 team, favored. You're not going to spend a Tuesday night just having a couple beers watching your Gophers take on the Mountaineers. Uh I really hope I have something better to do. I probably don't because, you know, it's that's the way life is now, but I I really hope I have something better to do than okay. watch that. And so watch Tanner no- Morgan get ready for season six or whatever it is. We can maybe Hey, these reps are really parlay this into Yeah. Yeah, he's only like thirty two years old. He needs to get some more reps. I don't so, know. So so if, if you're telling me you wouldn't care if the Gophers played in the Rose Bowl even, you'd just like whatever? Don't care. It's just a bowl game. No, we talked about that last week. How it, if Iowa won and then didn't get in the college football playoff, but we're in the Rose Bowl, how awesome that would be to you. And I, that, like I said, I thought I would be disappointed in that because who cares about the Rose Bowl? Yeah. It doesn't matter now. Okay, it's meaningless. It's an okay. ex- exhibition so game. It doesn't you, matter. So you you wouldn't even watch if the Gophers were in the Rose Bowl. You'd it would, it, I, I would watch it. Sure, I'd watch it. So you'd care enough to make you, like, okay, I know, I'm going to take a note that January 1st, the Gophers are playing in the Rose Bowl and playing USC or whomever, and I'm going to watch it and make plans to watch it. Would it I would be super disappointed that there's going to be, what, later, or is it, is it it's on Saturday, or the Saturday or that weekend, they have the the two playoff games. I'd be disappointed that the Gophers weren't in that game. Just okay. like I, I would have been, you know, if I was an Iowa fan, if they had won on Saturday and they likely would not have been in the college football playoff. That would have been really disappointing to me. Because you okay. did everything you could. You won your conference. Yeah, maybe you could have had a better record or you know, whatever. 
But just like if Michigan had been left out, that would have been I would have been so angry about that as a Big Ten fan. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think Iowa did everything they could. Two blowout losses. I, I'm fine with that, excluding you from playoff contention. I'm fine with like you got your ass kicked two weeks in a row. Okay, you you don't get to go in the playoff. I'm fine with that. I mean, it's four teams. But we've already discussed this. But yeah, so so you you think the successful Hawkeye season? So overall, you're happy with it. We'll see if they win their stupid bowl game. But um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think if you go for season, you know, we're eight and four. We talked about. I had them about seven wins. I think we were both kind of in agreement about that. So they they exceeded our expectations. They exceeded the expectations from last year. So this Gopher team, I think, had a pretty successful season. Uh, it, we just thought we were talking about how. PJ let his offense coordinator go, so we got a new offense coordinator. He's making changes, hopefully tinkering the offense, which is what, definitely what they need. A little yeah. health coming back, running backs healthy. Again, Tanner Morgan for his 15th season. And, uh, yeah, next year I think they'll have even higher expectations. We'll see what the schedule. I think both Iowa and Minnesota got pretty lucky this year with their with the scheduling. They didn't play a lot of those tough Big Ten East teams. That might be different. I mean, I guess the Gophers did play Ohio State. But. Yeah, and I'm going to take a pause because I tried to bring this point up earlier. I, it was in the middle of some long-winded thing you said. Uh, but I saw this, like a tweet about this before. Long-winded? Me? Yeah. I, I saw a tweet before the Big Ten Championship game. So they first started the Big Ten, I think, West and East. I think 2014 was the first year they did it that way. I mean, they had the Leaders and Legends things before that, but they went West to East. And the East has won literally every Big Ten championship game since 2014. Yikes. Well, we were talking about Notre Dame and how, like, it, should they join the Big Ten? Because I think it's kind of stupid that they can sort of float out there and do their own thing. They, they should be in a conference. The NCAA should pressure them to join a conference. But if they join the Big Ten, they'd probably be in the East, right? No, they'd be in the West. I think you'd have to. The Big Ten East is already too overloaded. Yeah, only because only for balanced reasons. Indiana, the state of Indiana is kind of the break middle point, right? Because the Indiana Hoosiers are in the east, and the Purdue Boilermakers are in the west, and both those schools are in Indiana. So well, I, I was think thinking would, you could you could add like Colorado and Notre Dame, so you got two more teams, and Colorado certainly would be west. But but I, I just don't think how you could justify putting in another powerhouse team in the east. I think you you would have to split it up, and you, it would make some sense geographically. I mean, Notre Dame, you could swing them. Well, I think they they had. You know, sort of the plan was that Nebraska would be a powerhouse in the. Well, yeah, that they yes, that they were going to own it. Right, I think they, some some of their coaches said that the Big, Big Ten, Ten was going to have to yeah. yeah adjust to Nebraska. That's right, and that has not been the case whatsoever. No, so. not at all. So earlier in the beginning of the season, you said this was make or break for PJ. You know, if he didn't didn't make it, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I talked about him getting fired, and yes, as you. Uh, Astutely pointed out, he actually got a long-term extension. Um, so I, I th- yeah, yeah, you missed that one. That's okay. Yeah, um, that's a miss. That's a hit and a miss. But you know, PJ's had more success against Wisconsin than any coach. Well, and that's uh, the thing. You know, you, you talk about meaningless ball games. For as a Gopher fan, who we're clawing our way up from real, real garbage time. And beating Wisconsin is like you look at the back of this season. That'll be it'll be the the other season they beat Wisconsin. That'll be the way we'll remember this season. We got the axe, you know, lost Iowa, which which sucks, and but, made a bowl game, Eric. Oh yes, and then you know we'll, we'll never forget the guaranteed rate bowl of two thousand twenty one. Uh, 
but yeah, it's, so looking back, it'll be a successful season. You beat Wisconsin at a, uh, you know, shot at the end. I mean, that's the thing. You look, we had a shot. I don't know if the Gophers would have had a better game against, uh, Michigan. We'll never know that, but well, they well, had I'll remember this season. Iowa. Yeah, I'll remember this season as the won the axe and then they, they just handed the championship over to Iowa. And then Iowa promptly lost 42 to three. Dropped the baby right after we handed it over to you. Yeah, it was it was brutal, but I mean, I, I clearly the better team won. What are you going to do? But I mean, I mean, I, I Iowa fans are a lot more conflicted about their ten and three record just because they're hard to watch. Uh, you, so this season, you had some frustrating games. The Illinois and Bowling Green games, in particular, super big frustrating games from you as a Gopher fan. But then you also got to see your Gophers like just handle teams, just like put them away. And other than, you know, Maryland and Iowa State, Iowa just didn't put any team away and, in fact, got handled themselves. They just kept finding these goofy ways to win. And it's up there with 2004 for just a team that just, you just scratch your head. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, there aren't, Indiana is one of the few schools that has a worse offense than Iowa. And Indiana went like, you know, 2-10 and 10 or 3-9. and nine. And Iowa somehow with an offense that's, Basically, on Indiana's level, went ten and three. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's interesting though. So if you just kind of throw out twenty twenty, because that was COVID year. Not that this year wasn't also COVID year, but twenty twenty was kind of a weird season. They weren't even going to play the Big Ten, and then they started at the you know damn near midway point. But in twenty nineteen, the Gophers were eleven and two, and they yep. they won their they won the Outback Bowl. I don't know. Let's stop the presses here. I don't know if you knew that they had a January first bowl and won the Outback Bowl. But, but, I, I, but do other go other Gopher fans care though? Right? Nobody. I had to look it up. Nobody cares. Nobody knows knows that. Nobody remembers that. You're saying that there weren't Gopher fans excited to make a trip yeah. to Tampa and watch their Gophers take on whatever SEC team they played. Auburn, I think it was. Was it yeah, Auburn? It was Auburn. Yeah, they beat. See, Auburn. I remember. Okay. Yeah, and they won a big game against a, Ooh, another boy. conference. Here. And there aren't Gopher fans who are like, "That was awesome." What a high note to finish the season on. That's cool. This is the best non-conference win the Gophers have had in a long time. But my point is if you take – yeah, okay, whatever. I get what you're trying to say. I, I don't care. Bowl games are meaningless. Um, okay. You take 2019 and then – So you're saying year, your fellow Gopher fans are wrong and stupid for caring about <laughs> the bowl game. You're just calling out other Gophers fans for being No, we love, we love our Gophers fans. Keep on okay. cheering. Go, go to those bowl games. We need your support. Um, but the Gophers won, won – Ten, ten regular season games, the same as Iowa did. And they didn't get a shot at the Big Ten title because Wisconsin won. They had a better record and all that. But um, I'm just saying, like, that. those are the two out of the last three PJ seasons. Those are pretty successful seasons. I think the the expectations are going to be pretty high going into next season. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, losing a lot of offensive linemen, though, that's going to be uh... – a fun challenge. Seeing the Gophers replace yeah, their massive. Yeah, he can recruit though. I mean, this guy. Okay, we'll see. Tanner Morgan is is he going to get better, Eric? Do you think? Think he's going to get better after another off season? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the mystery there. You know, it's got to be the offensive coordinator. I'm just going to chalk it up to that. He gets well, a new coordinator, new playbook. I wish that were on the table for Iowa. Being able because to because in say, 2019 he was great. Yes, so that's the switching gears to Iowa. What's going to what's going to change? Does, does Padilla start? One uh, of the two is going to transfer. I don't. I, I you think hope, so. Uh, yeah, 
Look, if you're Padilla and you're looking at Petrus and you're like, I can't start over that guy. That well, guy is your if you're Padilla, you're like, okay, so let's the week two when he, you know, he's going to be awful. Maybe they win a few games. We play Iowa State. I'll come in at halftime at Iowa State, right? He knows he's going to play. I don't. Well, no, I don't know that he did expect during the season. But either way, at this point now, he's looking. He's looking at the tape. He's looking at himself. He's looking at what Petrus did and didn't do. He's like. I'm going to spend a year behind that guy waiting for a shot. No, thanks. Will he? Is that uh, an absolute no. I mean, it's, first of all, is, is this Petrus get he- healthy? That's what we got. We want to make sure if he's rehabbing now. Well, is he going to play in the bowl game? So that, that's going to be some, well, that's going to be some bowl game drama, right? So at some point, Kirk's going to have to release a depth chart. Who's the quarterback's going to be on it? And is the one that's not on it going to leave and say, Hey, I'm transferring. You know, if he goes with Padilla's features, say, hey, cool, I, I don't want to spend my senior year as a backup quarterback to a guy who's younger than me. I mean, I just don't think either one wants to back up the other, right? I, I, I don't see it. You know, Peters has got to want to go somewhere where he can play better. I mean, it's, I mean, he's not good, but I, I don't think Iowa's staff has helped him, done him any favors whatsoever. So he's got to be thinking maybe in a different situation I can play a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. It, but, or maybe Petrus gets the nod, but he's like, all right, thanks, no thanks. I'm going to go somewhere where I can actually play and have a shot to be productive. There's no way they're keeping both. I just can't see it. It seems really, really stupid. I just can't, you know, either one wants to beat the backup to the other. Like they yeah, tell both underclassmen, right? So. I think Padilla is a sophomore and, uh, Petrus is like a redshirt junior, so this is Petrus's fourth year in the program. So it would be his senior year, his last year of eligibility next year, right? Likely. Right, unless he applies the COVID year, I think he still could. He could do the Tanner Morgan thing, I think, if he wanted an extra year. Um, I think anybody who was like, wouldn't that be fun? Uh, it, it would be pretty brutal. So anyway, I mean, one of them is going to transfer. Well, I, I think uh, some guys are going to go pro. Linderbaum's probably gone. I would imagine Tyler Goodson's probably gone. Uh, I mean, I don't know why he wants to spend another year behind I He I. seems like a guy that would come back. Is he going to be a high draft pick? I don't know if it would be high, but, uh, you know, would, could he go in the third, fourth, fifth round? Start getting paid real money? Uh, you know, to Speaking be like of a real money, actor. we talked about the name image, image likeness. I was in Iowa over the weekend and uh, watching those ads with Petrus for, like, some burrito company was was pretty great. <laughs> did you oh, see I didn't those know that. No, I, yeah, I he's some he's had some commercials throwing burritos around in the Yeah. I, it, I don't think it's uh uh Poncheros. I think it was some other place, but I don't know Carlos O'Kelly's had one at the beginning of the year. I it's great. I, I like why were we why did we not want players to be able to do this? The, the well, I, I just wondered if, if Petrus could actually make that throw with the burrito. I'm like, yeah, there's no way he's going to miss that throw. How many, yeah, how many takes did it take? Or was it just, <laughs> or was it just special? Like, yeah, get him another burrito. He just th- threw it at the guy's face. He threw oh, it the screw ground. It. We're going to do it with CGI. I don't care. All the budget's going to special effects. Yeah. God damn it. throw. Skywalker Ranch so he can fix it yeah. in post. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it, but that, I mean, it's great. I, I love cheesy local commercials. Yeah, let college athletes make some money doing that. That's fine. Please. Like, what a cool thing. I'm happy that exists in reality. 
So we'll see. I, I don't know what's going to happen next year, Eric. Uh, the offensive line. Well, here's what's going to happen. No, no changes to be made. Obviously, Brian is never going to get fired. It doesn't matter. There's no amount of bad. It, nothing. Nothing he could do. Nope. Short of like Iowa being terrible and all the Iowa fans turning, maybe they would. He would maybe they would give him like a demotion and turn him into like the bubble gum acquisition coordinator or something. But no, I, I don't think so. Is that a real real position? No, I made it up. Kirk chews a lot of bubble gum, and I just... <laughs> it's a joke that his job is just to get bubble gum, and he gets paid a certain amount of money. I mean, I, no, how, how would he... You'd fire your son? I mean, it would just take so much outside pressure, and he can hide behind all sorts of stupid philosophical nonsense. Well, it's about being complimentary. The offense's job isn't really necessarily... Well, just he can go to Brian and be like, listen, like you you got to find a new job. Well, that would be the best, the, the, if anything... Like, let, I, I, I've got some buddies on the staff here at Coastal Carolina. I, I'm just making that up. Go, go be a quarterback's coach for, you know, John Harbaugh or something. You know, like, he's got to have some NFL contacts or something. Well, he already yeah, was an NFL tight end coach under Belichick. That was supposedly yeah, Go back to and work for Belichick. Like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, he, he should just move on uh, and have him do something else. I mean, the, but what's going to happen is he's going to stick around. I was going to get the couldn't the the athletic director just fire him? Like, does he need Ferentz for that? No, I don't think so. But I also don't think Gary Barda's going to stir shit up with Kirk. Uh, I mean, the the depths of Bar- Gary Barda's shittiness that that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Eric trying to explain to you all of Gary Barda's ineptitudes and misfires and problematic choices. Uh, but he's not going to fire Kirk. Or uh, I mean, Brian, he's not going to pressure Kirk to shoo Brian out of the program. Iowa just went ten and three and won, yeah, the Big Ten West. He's not going to pressure Kirk at all. He wouldn't pressure Kirk even if Iowa didn't have that many wins. It's just not going to matter. Yeah, uh, Kirk. That's true. I mean, you say gonna, it that way, you're right. I mean, there's like, what are you going to do? We just won the Big Ten West. Like, yeah, we yeah, got blown out, but. And it doesn't matter. Like, objectively, it's it's bizarre. I don't know in any other scenario where, like, if you were a CEO at a company and one division was so woefully underperforming and, like, leveraging money, I just don't know, other than nepotism, why you just wouldn't be like, all right, we need – I need somebody else in charge of this division because it's terrible. But, we I mean, that's the worst part about it is it's his goddamn son is the only reason course. he didn't make a change. If it wasn't his son, he would have fired him already. If the defense was playing so poorly, he would have fired the coordinator. And brought I mean, maybe. I mean, he's had two defensive coordinators in 23 years and three offensive coordinators in 23 years. So he doesn't fire people lightly. I'll say that. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he should be fired. He should say, look, I need somebody new. I need somebody to just overhaul. I, I Ferentz hate is the kind of guy who, like, eats the same breakfast every day, right? Correct. He's got the same lunch. He maybe picks his steak at dinner. Maybe he'll have a chicken somewhere. But otherwise, it's all the he, same routine, right? He's, he just does everything the same, right? Uh, exactly. I think that's a, a pretty pretty apt way of doing it. And I, probably a lot of coaches are like that, but I think Kirk is super like that. And he's old-fashioned to boot. So what he's doing is stuff that was he was taught to do in, like, the 80s and 90s when he was, like, getting into coaching and, you know, getting his stripes. So yeah, he's not he doesn't fire people lightly, but it's it's tough because yeah, you now you have cover ten and three, and it's you just but you have one unit that's just so terrible, and it would not it would take so little. This is like I don't want variance. I like the consistency. I'm happy with the results, but the process is dog shit. You should have you want variance. The offense is almost never any good. They're usually not even average. 
and they go from below average to abysmal like this year. So, yeah, I want variance. Like, let's cycle through coordinators every two years. Screw it. It really can't be much worse. Like, if they they just, like, literally, they're one of the worst offenses in the college football. But they're going to get better next fall just because they can't get worse. They're going to get the dead cat bounce. They're so terrible that the only way they, the only thing that's going to happen is just random luck's going to make them at least somewhat better next year. Not great, not good, not above average, probably not even mediocre, but they'll be less terrible. It's going to happen. And then next year, the year the Gophers sneak up on them, and uh, and they take over the Big Ten West next year. I'm okay. saying it here first. You hear, yeah. you heard it here first. Okay, that's bold. Uh, I mean, what what are you going to do if you're wrong? If Tanner Morgan is terrible. The Gophers can't run the ball like they did this year because the offensive line is being completely overhauled. I'll just be don't. happy they play in a, in a good bowl game, I guess. Oh, yeah. See, look, you go on a nice trip, take your family somewhere warm during a cold Minnesota winter, have some beers, hang out. That doesn't sound too bad to you, does it? There was a string where Mason always went to, was it the Music City Bowl? Was that a bowl game back in the day? Uh, seems to always play at that in Detroit. They ne- they never went anywhere sunny. Well, the insight it used to be called the Insight Bowl. Your uh, awesome rate or super great rate or never a shitty guaranteed rate bowl. Rate bowl. Okay, yes, it used to be called the Insight Bowl, and I think the Gophers have gone to that two or three times. So maybe that maybe this is that bowl. Maybe this is an old Gopher hunt. Maybe this is maybe this is uh, Huntington Bank Southwest. You know what I mean? Gophers will come and take over, pummel the Mountaineers. So, all right, I don't know. We'll see. But no, I'm not. I'm not too upset. I mean, I'm, I'm upset the offense stinks, but it's not changing. It's just we're stuck with it until Ference retires, and then maybe once Brian takes over, there will be an athletic director in place that will be able to fire Brian for poor performance, and then we'll have a fresh start and hope for the best. Who knows? And PJ Fleck will still be coaching at your Gophers, right? Is he ever going to leave? I don't think I'm locked in. Unless he goes somewhere else, which doesn't seem likely. I, I honestly, I, I do hope. In my lifetime, we've had so many different coaches. I, I do hope PJ sticks around. Uh, he, he's built this program into a contender. I mean, they're a contender now, right? They were a contender this year in 2019. They were a contender. They're very close. Yeah, absolutely. They're consistently. You just, you just can't lose those like Bowling Greens and the Illinois games. You just can't. Those are just. And that's the you look at Iowa's schedule. They won the games that they absolutely had to. They did. I mean, Purdue was not a great loss, but Purdue ended up being an eight-win team. Same with Wisconsin. So those aren't really bad. And they lost to Michigan. Those aren't bad losses. They beat everybody else that they should have beat. They didn't have any of those losses that pop up. It was to Kent State or Maryland or something like that. Those just didn't happen. And that's the thing that PJ's got to fix. You can't have those kind of losses. You can't lose the bowling green. It's unacceptable. Well, yeah. Well, at least for your Gophers, they can actually beat Wisconsin consistently. That's right. that's the key to well, winning the Big Ten. Iowa can't do that. So no, but you'll beat Penn State. You'll roll in there and beat a game that win a game that maybe you shouldn't, and that's all you can ask for. I guess and, yeah. I, I was so, favored against Penn State. Just FYI, I'm just going to point that out there. But well, yeah. okay. So, sure. So there you go. But then they lost as uh, they were double-digit favorites against Purdue and lost by 17 points. So yes. you could argue that was a game. Well, they, was, were they favored against Iowa State? They, I don't think they were. Think Iowa they were. State was favored by like right. Five. So, so you win a game that you're not favored. You win a game that 
You know, you're the underdogs, and that's all you can ask for. And then win all the games you're supposed to, and I, that's a successful season. And I think the Gophers can do that. Because they beat, they beat Purdue. Purdue's, we just talked, they beat Iowa. Gophers beat Purdue. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Iowa. So if they a couple balls bounce here or there, they beat Iowa, they're Big Ten champs. Sure. I mean, the Iowa shoot, if, if freaking Nebraska had beat Iowa, they would have been the Big Ten West champs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just they're really close. They're really close. And that's all you can ask for, for especially for Gopher, Gopher fans out there listening to this. i got to be ecstatic to where, about where this program is. Okay, so. see, there you go. And let's say the Gophers just go 8-4 and four for the next five years. Are you still pretty ecstatic, or are you just a yes, little like... absolutely, because I remember where they were, and that's great. And and PJ, he'll never get fired. I, I can't see a scenario where he loses his job. He may go somewhere else, but he's got a lifetime deal now. So you went from... PJ's got a... Maybe he's getting fired. He should definitely be on the hot seat after Bowling Green, too. He's got a lifetime contract. So the next time the Gophers lose to a well, back team... He's done. He's done what he needed to do to to prove that he can. He's his track records because because before it was just bluster, right? You had all this bluster. You had one good season, and then you had a bad season. And if this was another bad season, then it's just bluster. That's the Brewster did the same thing. He was the same, the same thing, but this year shows he can do it. He can actually repeat it and have some success and beat a Wisconsin. Be competitive against Iowa. Last week of the season, he was in the running for the Big Ten West champs to play for the Big Ten title. Like, that it almost beat Ohio State. They were up at halftime. Like, that just doesn't happen for, at the, for a golfer program. So, to, let's just like we're talking about with, with Nebraska. Like, Nebraska would love to be where the Gophers are right now. They may not admit it, but they would. That fan base would love to be. Well, except in this for they position. were. They were, like, I don't know. What they aren't now, ago. though. They aren't now. No right. chance. But they weren't unhappy with it. They were like, nope, uh, we, this is an unacceptable spot but to be. Fire Bo Pelini. I do not think Gopher fans would be in that same position. I, I, I think we've seen enough tragedy that we would we would definitely uh, embrace some quality wins and a quality program. So okay. That, I hope so. I, I don't know. We're, we're, we can be bandwagon fans. I mean, the, we jump off the Viking bandwagon quick, but... Uh, Oh well, that yeah, know. that was a terrible loss. That was that that was an all-time oh, embarrassment. Uh, oh, that this Lions team, but that's a yeah, that's a whole other other yeah, different podcast can of worms. Um, Speaking but, of right. podcasts, uh, you know, we were just kind of chatting. This I think this will be our last one for for the season, perhaps. Right? Yeah. Yep. No, I think we're gonna hibernate it for for several months. This particular version of the podcast, anyway. We'll certainly yeah. be back next yeah. August. We'll be back next year. So Eric's got to follow through on his belief that the Gophers are winning the Big Ten West. The Bob Rosedale will return for next. Yes. Year. Oh yeah, sure. we got we got renewed for season two. Yeah, we got renewed. Yep. The, the we, executives uh, sat us down in the office and they said, "We want you guys back. You're pulling in great numbers. Um, we're going to get some huge sponsors next year. Big oh, guests, yeah. maybe big guests." Huge guest. And Maybe Petrus. Yeah. We can get Petrus on the pod. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, can, you, can, we, can we pay him for his time? We can pay him for, we'll have him toss some burritos around, maybe. Well, so, yeah, he can play for us some of his favorite Grateful Dead songs. He's a guitar player. Did you know, Eric? I, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, he can strum a little six. I, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, he's got some He's got some chops. I think you'll, you'll like his jamming. I, I don't know if he's a 
Slash style shredder, so you might not have that much respect for him. <laughs> might not be up to your standards, but yeah, we're gonna hibernate. But we may have an announcement coming down the pipe uh, for something else. What a tease! What a tease! Keep your eyes glued to goiowaawesome.com. But um, we do appreciate anyone that listened. I, you know, can't believe we had we had loyal listeners. We were. We had a lot of people that downloaded weekly episodes, went back and listened to our old ones, so definitely appreciate uh, oh, yeah. any, anyone that listened to this. Uh, yeah, you. I'm going to, this is, I got to just completely echo that. It's it's a shock that anybody, I mean, this is basically a version of, of conversations we've had over lunch over the several years, so that, that there's a single person listening to us is amazing, uh, let alone more than that. So anybody that's listened, commented, just giving us review whatever anything at all we've really really appreciated it. it's been uh, a lot of fun doing this so we'll be back and something else is coming go hawks win that bowl game sky you ma gophers time to murder the mountaineers and uh guaranteed rate bowl baby what even is guaranteed rate i don't is that like an insurance thing i hope to never find out Okay, good point. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't want to know. I don't want the fact that they named themselves a bull to, to mean I know what their company does now. Fair enough. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Live long and prosper. Peace and long life. It was a blast. And we'll uh, talk to you all next August, if not before then. Bye-bye. <laughs>